Nishma Sibah Wa Wa 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
door Sudden sirens, midnight crying won't keep me on the floor When time can't heal that wound that feels like you can't take much more Keep the calm beneath, let your smile speak, cause I know this for sure Rumors flying, the river's drying, but we still got one more The helping hand that sticks around when faith is kept so pure The block that ticks won't play their tricks like so many times before Keep the calm beneath, let your smile speak, cause I know this for sure
Come on. 
המשיח, איי איי איי, באור חבוש, איך הגיונו והקימונו, והגיונו לזמן הזה, שאיך הגיונו והקימונו, והגיונו לזמן הזה. Straight up, 
Jamming the AM. Star. They were in the studio yesterday here at JM and the AM. You probably know that. It was a live music alert Tuesday. They actually did live music in studio and um, helped us really uh, get into the music. Let's put it that way. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, big thank you to Star who visited us here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, Avremel, Avram Freed with Baruch Haba. You heard Hayom done by Mordechai Shapiro, Simcha Leiners Va'alakol, Utsu Eitzah was eighth day, Aryeh Kunstler had Moda'ani, and of course, Regesh and Moda'ani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Wednesday on this August 9th, day 17 in the month of Av, the year 5777. Uh, Tufshin... Ayan Zion. There we go. Uh, Tufshin Ayan Zion. 68 degrees here in New York with 72% humidity. Winds are north at 2 miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 84. Then tonight, clear skies, a low 68. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature, 84 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 92 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Misora, who are starting to wind down this summer, they're at 51. Everyone will be home a week from today. Uh, here in uh, New York City, it's uh, 68 degrees as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Plenty happening today. We'll connect with uh, Daniel Finkelman, who is uh, one of the producers of the uh, movie Menasha, which has uh, certainly made an impact out there. It's gotten a uh, some very positive publicity. Over the last couple of weeks, I saw it yesterday, and I'll have a chance to speak with him about it in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. Want to wish a mazel tov to Leah Sima and Avrami Freed. I think I have that right. I'm trying to think which side. Not every wedding invitation these days, especially from certain communities, has the Hassan and Kala lined up with the parents. Um... Yeah, but I think in this case I'm right. Anyway, the big wedding is tonight. Mazel tov to Alea and Avrami and Mazel tov to the Sima and Freed families as we get set for the big wedding this evening. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock on this um, JM in the AM Wednesday morning. Gavriel Tumbach has his own Moda'ani. Here's what it sounds like at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Eitan Katz with Od Shama here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, before that, you heard um, uh, Oha with Echad Yachid, Moda Ani done by the Mizamrim Choir. Or Chadash was Shamayim. Modim was Baruch Levine. And Gabriel Tumbach with uh, Moda Ani opening up that set. Good morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. for August 9th, the 17th of Av. We're live from our New York City studios, and I thank all of you for tuning in. One of the producers of the film, Menasha, is going to be joining us later on, Daniel Finkelman. Looking forward to that uh, conversation. We have the news from Israel coming up. In fact, that's Galit Sal in the background. There you go. How do you like that? Big shout out to our friends at Bedford on Park and a reminder that Bedford on Park continues to provide Amazing, delicious lunches, business and otherwise, and of course, great dinners at 61 East 34th Street in New York City. It's the northwest corner of uh, 34th and Park, where Chef Alex does his magic. Comes up with those delicious starters, including the lamb bacon and the barbecued brisket sliders, the delicious burgers, great sandwiches, wonderful entrees, and of course, those steaks with the signature Bedford rub that's simply amazing. Uh, They also have amazing desserts. The coconut creme brulee is one that we are highly recommending. You should check it out and get ready to enjoy. It is absolutely delicious. Uh, so no matter what you're looking for, lunch, dinner, shavarachas, party room, conference, no matter what, they've got it all. Uh, Bedford on Park, 61 East 34th Street in New York City. Check them out today. Online, it's bedfordkitchen.com, bedfordkitchen.com. Make sure to mention you heard about it here on JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored Digital radio, around the world in the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Gali Tzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. There's something I had in mind. Oh, I want to remind everybody that Monday we're flying to Israel right after JM and the AM with Nefesh Benefesh on the charter flight. If you know somebody who's going to be on the flight, let us know. You can email me, Nachum at NachumSingle.com. Let us know who you know on the flight. Um, and we'll say hi. We'll make sure to check them out at some point and say hi to them. Uh, Tuesday's JM and the AM will be literally from the plane. We are recording the three-hour Tuesday JM and the AM on the flight. As cool as that is. Oh, yes, it's cool. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday next to JM and the AM. Galei Tzal, בצרפת חשד לפיגוע טרור נהג דרס קבוצת חיילים בפריז ופצה שישה מתוכם שניים במצב קשה. כתבתנו יערה גם איחורי. משטרת צרפת מנהלת מצוד אחרי הדורס שפגע וברח ועל פי עדי ראייה החיילים ביצעו מרדף אחר המפגע. הרשויות פתחו בחקירה בחשד כי מדובר באירוע טרור וראש המחוז הבהיר כי מנתונים ראשוניים האירוע שהתרחש בפרוור בצפון מערב פריז היה מתוכנן. החיילים שנדרסו הגיעו לאזור על מנת לתגבר את המשטרה במסגרת הכוננות הגבוהה בצרפת מאז פיגועי דאעש בפריז לפני כשנתיים. התובע המיוחד לענייני טרור פתח בחקירה. ראש המועצה בפרברי פריז שבשטחה התרחשה התקרית אומר מדובר בדריסה מכוונת. אין לי שום ספק שמדובר בפעולה מכוונת. הדריסה בוצעה מחוץ למבנה העירייה שבו שכנו החיילים. כך ראש המועצה, פטריק בלקני. 
תקרית אום אל-חיראן, טרם התקבלה ההחלטה האם יועמדו לדין השוטרים שגרמו למותו של יעקוב אבו אלקיעאן. יעל דן שוחחה עם אחמד, אחיו של יעקוב, שדורש להקים ועדת חקירה ממלכתית. המשפחה עדיין חיה במצב של שכול ואובדן. הדבר הזה הביא קרע עם הממסד. זה לא מדובר במשפחת אבו אלגיען, זה מדובר בכל המגזר הערבי. אנו תובעים ועדת חקירה ממלכתית ולא תלויה על מנת להביא את הצדק על כנו. ממשרד המשפטים נמסר כי בשלב זה טרם התקבלה החלטה בנוגע לחקירת מח"ש בנושא. חברת ג'יימס ריצ'רדסון זכתה במכרז להפעלת הדיוטי פרי בנתב"ג. כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. החברה תפעיל את החנויות הפטורות ממכס בטרמינל 1 בנוסף לטרמינל 3. הזכייה מגיעה על רקע איומים מצד ריצ'רדסון במהלך השנה האחרונה על פרישה באמצע תקופת ההפעלה הקודמת, לנוכח הזינוק בגובה התמלוגים שהיא משלמת לרשות שדות התעופה. ציון לשבח ללוחם עוקץ שנטרל את המחבל שרצח את בני משפחת סולומון ביישוב חלמיש לפני כשבועיים. כתבנו אריאל זיגלר מציין כי הצלה שיינתן מטעם מפקד אוגדת יהודה ושומרון על גילויי קור רוח, חתירה למגע ודבקות במשימה שהפגין בנטרול המחבל בפיגוע בנווה צוף לפני כשבועיים. הגרלת מחיר למשתכן, ראש מטה הדיור במשרד האוצר ומקורבו של השר כחלון, אביגדור יצחקי, מתחייב לכל מי שזכה אתמול בהגרלה תהיה דירה תוך שלוש שנים. כל אלה שזכו אתמול בהגרלה, בתוך שנתיים וחצי, מקסימום שלוש שנים, יהיה להם דירות. שזה לא יותר גרוע מהשוק הפרטי, ושלא ינסו למכור בקשה. תחזית מזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות בהרים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורכת ענבר טוויזר.
חיצוני, חכוכב שמאיר בלילה את אורי. אתה נמצא כל כך רחוק בקצה של העולם, שנינו יחד זהו עם. Thank you. 
שמיים וארץ. אשא עיניי אל ההרים, מהאי יבואו עזרי. עזרי מעם השם, מעם השם עושה שמיים וארץ. אל יתן למות רגליך, אל ינוי שומריך.
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast with uh, Micha Gammerman. saw Anai off of Shirei Pinchas, volume number two. Shalshalas Jr. had 10 Liad. You heard Hashem Melech off of the Stay With Me album. That's uh, the Waterbury Yeshiva, of course. 17 minutes after 7 o'clock, live on a Wednesday here at J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for tuning in from around the world. Much appreciated. You can comment on our app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And you can comment and let us know where you are, what you enjoy listening to, etc. Uh, one of our listeners wants to hear Yaakov Shweki. Try to get that on the air. Radio King is out there. <clears throat> says, Boker Tov, Nachum and Company. The theme of the music selections has given me a good feeling, Baruch Hashem. After a rough night, and thanks for opening with Aryeh Kunstler. Can never get enough of him. I don't make specific requests or fear that I won't be able to get back to this uh, operation to say thank you. I also saw the Cinema Menasha and very well done. I won't say anything to spoil it for those who didn't see it. But when the ending came, I understood everything better that came before, the whole picture of the man Menasha. That is why I would like to see this realistic-looking story again so I would understand the character even better. Unfortunately, films like this disappear from the theaters very quickly. So, Nachum, can you please ask the producer if there are plans to make a DVD, both for those like me and for those who couldn't make it to the theater. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, speak to the producer, Danny Finkelman, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, and I, uh, I will certainly ask him about the run and how long he expects it to stay in the theaters. I saw it yesterday and found it interesting. And that comment by our Radio King listener on the app I find very interesting as well, uh, his reaction to uh, singing it. Um, good morning, Nachum. Please play some 8th Day or Schlock Rock, Beatles. Thanks, Nachum. You're the man. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm the man, but we certainly have a lot of music here. We'll try to get to all the requests on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. I want to thank our friends at the Inbal Hotel. Remember, their Thanksgiving deal is uh, is already in full swing. Starting on the 19th of November, you could stay at the Inbal and get a free, absolutely free Thanksgiving feast with live music and more. Uh, the deal goes from the 19th through the 26th of November. Very good for those who are visiting their gap year children in uh, Israel for Thanksgiving. So check out the Inbal promotions going on as we speak. And uh, they are in Yerushalayim, and we thank them for all of their great help. They are a tremendous help for us when we're in Israel. Uh, also, the Brooklyn Cyclones are, well, we know their season's in full swing, but their Jewish Heritage Night is in full swing. August 24th. Be there two weeks from tomorrow night. Go to brooklyncyclones.com, click on August 24th on their schedule, buy your tickets, and get ready for Jewish Heritage Night. It is always fun at the Brooklyn Cyclones. It's especially fun when you toss in Jewish Heritage Night. All right, 24th, Jewish Heritage Night. Uh, check it out. You'll be glad you did, that's for sure. Uh, encore presentation of Bite Size with Yoni Pollock coming up at 9 a.m. Live lunch with Avrami will be live today between 11 and 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Get your requests in on the app, etc., etc. More coming up at JM in the AM. Lechu, 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 neran, 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 neran,
J.M. in the A.M. with David Gabay, uh, with Tova Hodos and Naranana off of Shirei Pinchas, volume number two, Wednesday morning, 27 minutes after the hour. J.M. in the A.M., good morning, everybody. Um, oh, by the way, I got a note yesterday from Ruvain Brick. I'm sorry I didn't get to this uh, during the show yesterday. We were busy with Star, and I never got to it. Uh, Ruvain tells us that he gets a Mazel Tov, as does his whole family, his niece in Israel. Esther Kayla Hirsch, originally from Teaneck, New Jersey, just got engaged to Mike Barak, originally from Florida, now in Israel. So Mazal Tov to Esther Kayla Hirsch of Teaneck in Israel and Mike Barak of Florida and Israel. Mazal Tov on their recent engagement from all of us here at JM in the AM. So great Simcha news. Told you in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We've got a big Mazel Tov, Tzvi Zitzer of the Lower East Side, Elisheva Garfinkel of Far Rockaway, whose sister's wedding I was at a few weeks ago because they're Mechutanim, the Garfinkels, with the Sprechers. So that's pretty funny. Um, so we were at that wedding a few weeks ago. Now Tzvi is engaged to uh, Elisheva, and we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Tonight, the Simmas and the Freeds are going to be celebrating. Mazel Tov to Leia and Avrami. They're getting married tonight in Brooklyn, New York. Looking forward to it. Wednesday morning with 68 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 84. Big hello to our friends up at Camp Missora, where they're waking up to 51 degrees. 
Here it's uh, 68. Looks like a really nice sunshiny day coming up in New York City. Hope you have an opportunity to take advantage of good weather no matter where you are. And if you're visiting New York, and a lot of people over the next couple of weeks are visiting New York, don't forget our friends at Bedford-on-Park. You want a nice, beautiful, delicious dinner? Bedford-on-Park, northwest corner of 34th Street and uh, Park Avenue in New York City. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnevisov Alevi. And Esther Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Ramoshalev of Sasov was renowned for his love of all Jews. Once, there was a bandit who taught Ramoshalev a very important lesson about how to perceive the Yisurim, the afflictions of Golos. Ramoshalev often traveled from city to city. He would collect money for tzedakah, particularly Hachnosos Kala, for poor brides. Once he was traveling, he was accosted by a band of robbers in a forest between two cities. They circled him and were ready to kill him. When all of a sudden, the chief of the bandits called out, Wait a minute, this is the great Rabbi Moshe of Sosov. I will not allow you to cause him any harm. The bandit in command had once been a poor man, who went around from door to door in order to support himself. When he came to the marketplace, he was told that if he goes to the home of Ramosha Leib, he'll be greeted compassionately. Ramosha Leib used to distribute meals, soup, words of comfort and encouragement to anyone who would knock on his door. The robber now recalled the kindness of the great Sadik and accorded him great honor. When he recounted to Ramosha Leib, that one of the members of the group had learned Torah when he was young. Ramosh Leib said, please, let me speak to him. However, when he asked him a question in the Talmud, the man could not answer. So Ramosh Leib decided to ask him a question in Chomish. Humiliated, the group decided that this young robber deserved a serious lashing, and they began to hit him. Deeply troubled by this turn of events, Ramosha Leib began to beg for mercy. Eventually, they left the young robber alone, but they ordered him to escort Ramosha Leib to the next town. As they walked, Ramosha Leib began to talk to this young man. He was successful in persuading him to leave the band of robbers and return to his roots. He was very curious, however, to understand how that young man withstood the heavy blows of his cohorts. The young man answered, We thieves are accustomed to this punishment. Often we hit each other, we get into fights, and sometimes the police beat us in order to get information. Each time I am struck, though, I think to myself, They will not hit me forever. This must be the last strike of the whip. Ramoshalei would often repeat this to many who came to tell him of their bitter tzoros. He explained that their measure of yusurim, of afflictions, may have already been meted out, and the next day may very possibly bring the geula. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Besuros tovos.
coming. There'll be a hunger in the world. There'll be a hunger.
J.M. in the A.M. That's um, that's uh, Shalshelis. <laughs> Shalshelis with Hine uh, Anochi. Before that, Aaron Razel Hastav Avar. You heard Shlomo Simcha with Hine Yambayim off of the Fusion album. Uh, 11 minutes before 8 o'clock in the morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. Don't forget, Monday we head to Israel after J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday's show will be on the plane. On the plane with Nefesh Benefesh. If you know somebody heading to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh this Monday, let us know. Let us know who it is. Nachum and NachumSiegel.com. Let us know who it is. Nachum and NachumSiegel.com. want to thank Star. They were here yesterday. The video on the Nachum Siegel Network page has been shared a lot, has been liked a lot, and we're over 2,000 views already on the video from yesterday's show. If you missed it, go to Nachum Siegel Network. You'll see the video. 
on Facebook. We did Facebook Live, courtesy of Yoni Pollock, and I thank him. And, um, yeah. Very cool. And I thank Star for being here yesterday. Um, what else do I have to tell everybody? Brooklyn Cyclones Jewish Heritage Night is coming up. That is the evening of uh, the 24th of August. Hope you get an opportunity to come on by. Go to brooklyncyclones.com, brooklyncyclones.com, and the 24th is the night you want to be there. That's the night of the Jewish Heritage Night. A big shout-out to our friends at Bedford-on-Park, Chef Alex, 61 East 34th Street in New York City on the northwest corner of Park and 34th. You want a delicious lunch, great dinner, private party, Shevabrachos, full bar, they've got it all. And we are highly recommending those delicious steaks with the signature Bedford rub. Simply amazing. And when it's time for the appetizer, make sure you ask for the lamb bacon. Yeah, the lamb bacon is something you don't want to miss. Take my word for it. Uh, BedfordKitchen.com, Bedford on Park, located at 61 East 34th Street in New York City. They are expecting you. Go and enjoy. Sunshine in New York with a high of 84. Best regards to our friends up at Camp Missora in Guilford, New York. It's 51 degrees. Missora with one week to go. Mazel tov to the Sima and Freed families. Leah and Avrami getting married tonight. We say mazel tov from all of us here at JM the AM. I mentioned earlier that Ruvain Brick let us know that Esther Kayla Hirsch and Mike Barak are both engaged to each other. Esther Kayla Hirsch from Teaneck in Israel, Mike Barak from Florida and Israel. They are a recently engaged couple, and we say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Lots going on, thank goodness. Nine minutes before 8 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. Oh, 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 oh,
in the a.m. Wednesday morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. That was Usher Sharf and Sons with Kate Side. You heard Mordechai Shapiro before that. Wednesday morning and uh, we have the opportunity to speak <clears throat> with Rabbi Meni Evan Yisrael. He is the son of Haravadin Evan Yisrael Steinzaltz. He is the son of Rav Steinzaltz. He's executive director of the Shefa Foundation, the umbrella organization that oversees all of Rav Steinzaltz institutions worldwide. He was born in Yerushalayim. Smichas from uh, Israel's chief rabbi, Mordechai Eliyahu, served as campus rabbi for several years in the Washington, D.C. area. And as executive director of Shefa, Rabbi Evan Israel oversees the educational initiatives that his father founded and directs the publication of all of his father's Rav Steinzaltz's works in cooperation with Koran Publishers. Rabbi Meni Evan Yisrael, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Shalom. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, uh, our listeners, and we know that your father uh, just celebrated his 80th birthday. Happy birthday to him, and I'm sure you'll send our best. Uh, everyone's curious how he's doing. Well, he's doing, uh, as, you, as you might heard, he suffered from a severe stroke on December last year, December, and since then he's doing quite a remarkable recovery vis-a-vis his physical body, he's, he's, he's walking, he's functioning, um, et cetera, et cetera. His speech is still limited, but even there we see a huge, huge improvement. His uh, cognitive skills are there. We, he's already back in the office on twice a day, and that's not the way it used to be, you know, 24, 20 hours in the office and four <laughs> hours home. Right. He's here four to six hours, and he actually reviews his material. He has the ability to um, to sign them and to clear them to, you know, what he doesn't want in. And, uh, you know, he's editing them. He was always the best editor, and it's unbelievable work. And uh, we're moving forward. Well, he is unbelievable, and he's one of our favorite guests. And uh, please send him our best. So, I mean, it, it is almost impossible to believe how much he has already uh, released when it comes to a commentary on Torah Shabbatav and Torah Shabbat over the years. Uh, let, let's try to go in uh, some type of order just so people can understand where we're up to now at the time of his 80th birthday. The, the Talmud Bavli, the Gemara, the Talmud as we know it, um, I, I know that volumes, uh, assorted volumes, have been released and made available to the public over the years. I did not realize 
that either now or soon you'll tell us the entire Shas is going to be available to everybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're talking about, about the English. Obviously, yeah. the Hebrew is available already from 2010. Right. We started uh, operation in 2011. Not really that far. Not uh, far ago. We started, uh, not long ago, we, didn't, we started this um, operation during the English Talmud. In English, clearly. Right. We're using, again, our great uh, friendship and partnership with Koran, Koran Publication House. And we started, the first volume came out with the end of the last cycle of Talmud, which was 2012. And we are now in volume 31. Wow. Out of the 44 we're going to have, or 42 that we're going to have. It's available on Amazon, available in every Jewish store around the country. It's coming out in about in pace of Dafyomi. So we're scheduled to finish it around more or less uh, the end of the year 2019. So the, Engl- so, the, the, yeah. the English shots will be complete when the seven-year the seven the Daf- cycle of Dafyomi comes to an end. Right. It's actually going to be, we meant to do it, again, because of my, uh, again, because of the way we, we, I planned it. It's actually going to be ready about six months ahead of it. Wow. If somebody want to join for the last track date, he has the time. You know, if you want to learn Masechet Nida, which is the last track date, which is happened to be very popular because it's the last track date. Um, so you will have the ability to buy it in advance and learn it in even more depth than just you know regular Daf Yomi haste in the morning. All right. Talk about getting a head start in the next cycle of Daf Yomi. There are discounts, by the way, everybody, on advanced purchases of the entire Shas. Koren is offering... The Koren Talmud Bavli of Rav Steinzaltz, all 42 volumes. If you go to Koren Pub, K-O-R-E-N Pub.com, there's special discounts on advanced purchases of the entire set of shots, which you could take advantage of. Harav, many Evan Yisrael, Rav Steinzaltz's son, is with us live via telephone talking about the uh, Shefa Foundation and the, um, the continued efforts by Rav Steinzaltz and uh, his team to um, uh, release uh, uh, more and more volumes of Shas and other works. Um, th- so the uh, I-, I know that the Magid Steinzaltz Library, and I put it that way because Magid's the imprint from current publication that that your father right. uh, that your father's published under. Um, how many are out already? How many are under that uh, that label at this point? Right now we have thirteen books in English, of course ranging from Hasidic philosophy to uh, mystical guidance to biblical interpretations, etc. You know, but on top of this, and just mentioned, we also do, we're now working on a commentary on the entire Tanakh in English, mm-hmm. the, Bible, the, the Bible in English, which also is uh, the Chumash going to go to print in February this year, in coming year, and the entire Tanakh will follow suit Immediately after, this is entire Tanakh in English. Also, um, going to be done by the next uh, couple of years. How many in volumes? Hebrew, how many volumes will that take? So we don't know yet, <laughs> but how many volumes? But the Chumash, of course, will be one volume, like any other Chumash in the market. Some coming with Rashi, colors, pictures, and the commentary. And your father's commentary will be in it. Yeah, absolutely. That is the that's the reason we're doing it. Um, how, what kind of team do you need for, for a project like the Tanakh? I mean, how many editors, how many different scholars so, and academics get involved in this project? 
Right. So it's, it's very, again, it's very peculiarly in- interesting. The team in Hebrew, as Mephali did, did all the work vis-à-vis giving 929 video classes about the Bible right. and about the, the entire entirety of the Tanakh, as we say. So it was much easier because the entire material was there. So the actual team is six people in Hebrew, not including my father. Um, in English, we have a team about 20. Amazing. The main important thing is that the, the coherence level of, of writing, especially in Tanakh, seems to be in coherence of two levels. One is the, the translation of the commentary, which is, you know, the English skills. This is the team who did most of the work on the Talmud, the cable. The issue is to get a translation of the actual Bible, not of the commentary, but the actual text of the, the Torah Nevim and Tuvim, that will fit also to the commentary. That is, that is the tricky part. And to make it, of course, readable, we, we want to create a Bible, a Tanakh, that will be completely readable to all audiences. So will the, Eng- so will, will the English language be very different than other translations and commentaries of Tanakh? It will be more modern. It will be more modern, be more readable. It's the same emphasis that we've been imploring and, and we pushed for the last uh, several years of work on the English Talmud. I want everybody to be able to read it. Right. It's the same guideline we're using in Israel. One of the biggest differences between our text to other texts in the market is that our text is written in modern Hebrew. It's meant for Israelis. For example, we're talking about Hebrew text. Mm-hmm. When I write in French, it's meant for French people or speaking proper French. We do English, the same thing. It's meant for people who be able to read it. It's not written in more religious or pious language. It's written really for the people, in a sense, by the people. It's much more coherent that's the emphasis we're putting in. We want to have it as coherent as possible. It's part uh, of the reason why we, you know, we're using, sorry, using this thing specifically with Koran Publishing because they are known for their amazing typesetting and the design of the page. So with the comfortability of the reading, physical comfortability, we also work very hard on the comfortability of the text itself. Does your father do the editing for the English as well? No, it does it in only on the Hebrew. Only on Hebrew. The English team, the English team sits set with him. I mean, right now, um, throughout the process on a regular basis, and when they have issues of specific translation and specific commentary, then it goes back to him to make uh, you know judgment on it. Um, so this is again we count on these people. The people are capable right. and they are. Harav, many Evan Yisrael is with us. Rav Steinzelt's his son. So the the um. What would you have done if you didn't find Koran? I mean, we've seen the operation. I've seen their their scholars sitting and working, and the editors and everybody. And you've mentioned it. Uh-huh. Te- well, I mean, this sounds like a really good shidduch, frankly. It's unbelievable shidduch. We we're very happy with the cooperation from Koran. Look, Koran brings to the world, as I said, at least two things, two segments that we could not have done before. One is their reach. I think they have much better reach than we had when we ran this operation outside. They actually managed to get to every store in America. They have to get to different venues in the United States, which is the main market. But also, as I said, the design and the ability to take a text was complex and, and 
not friendly, for example, like the Talmud, and make it very friendly, make it very, very um, consumer first. Right. That, you know, you have, when you look on the page of the Talmud, for example, in English, you can see that every page is divided to small section. So it doesn't matter who you teach and what you teach, you don't have to go through the entire page. You can do a small snippet that will bring, you know, this thing forward. And I think that's a great benefit of Quran. I mean, the, the English Talmud team was almost 70 people. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's incredible. But again, it's our team with the cooperation of design and typesetting and image yeah. work from yeah. Quran. We, we talk about how different publishers have really made an impact on modern Jewish history. Sometimes people forget what Koran has done and what they're doing at the moment. Uh, they've really made yeah, an impact. Unbelievable. And again, I think we also, again, from our perspective, we only in the beginning, as, as with this year coming, our work, our institution, my father will be the first, my father will be the first commentator to do the full commentary on all the Jewish canon, wow. so to speak. The, you know, the Chumash, the, the, the Tanakh, the Mishnah, Rambam, and Talmud in Hebrew, of course, and hopefully that's what we, you know, of course, like any other organization, we deal with books, we fundraisers, fundraise for to create the Mishnah and the Rambam in English too. But really, we will become, again, with the help of Koran, with the distribution system of Koran, the first commentary to encompass all of this work. Um, the by, of course, mi singular person. Mishnah Torah in English is available already or not? Not yet. This is a matter of, again, like anybody else, we try to fundraise um, to, for it. It's a smaller market, smaller market right. uh, than the Talmud and Tanakh. Um, but I'm sure we will get there. We you know we have our, uh, you know our uh, our operation in in the states is actually run from New York by the Owl Society. Now, more than happy to. Somebody wants to help, we'll take it. Yeah, that's for sure. Anybody who does want to help, be in touch with us. We'll forward the information to Rabbi Many Evan Yisrael as they continue to fundraise to um, uh, dedicate and release his father's uh, Svarim. Harav Steinzaltz just celebrated his 80th birthday. Uh, pretty amazing. And uh, as, as Rabbi Evan Yisrael just said, he will have produced, meaning Rav Steinzaltz's father, will have produced commentary on every single body of work in Torah Shebechtav and major works of Torah Shebaal Peh, the Gemara, and the Mishnah Torah of the Rambam. By the way, you know, and we've had an opportunity to speak um, uh, with your father about this on the air, from your perspective, how would you describe his relationship with the Lubavitcher Rebbe? My father was a true chassid, in a sense that he really humbled himself when you see the video. I mean, now it's, it's even more painful to see it because in the situation. Right. When, he, when he came to the Rebbe, he was a devout chassid, but there was a difference. The Rebbe permission, so to speak, or Rebbe, Rebbe perspective, on my father's relationship was that they are, he asked for his advice. In a way, there was same time when my father was basically told, speak freely. You know, I don't, don't tell me what I want to hear, tell me what, right. what, I do, what people don't tell me. Tell me what you think, what is your perspective. Look, the biggest change in our life was in 1991 when the Lubavitcher told my father to change his name, change his last name. Right. This is Incredible. I mean, you can't 
describe a, a closer relationship with somebody when somebody tells you to go change your name when your name is actually not just a, uh, your name is also your branding yeah and you know tells you to change it it's, it's a major i wonder why he did that of, i really wonder why he did that interesting well, I mean, he, you know, that's the benefits of a rebbe. Right. He has his own, his own call. <laughs> right. You know, we, when you when you have a rebbe, there's part of the benefits of, of having a rebbe, which is, you know, physically and and rebbe is no longer with us. But the 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 notion having the rebbe around was that you know when you had issues of life life issues or things that you need to ask and and ponder things beyond our Abilities and the father, you know, as we know, is a highly intellectual person, has highly intellectual abilities. When he comes and asks something that's beyond him, yeah. that's what we have a rebbe for. Right, right. You know, it's a wonderful thing my father told, I heard several times, will come to ask for his financial advice, his business advice. Listen, listen, it's not my field. The rebbe would I say. I give you advice. No, my father, as I heard from my father, my father said to me, no, this is, my field is limited to what I can help. I can tell Talmud, Mishnah, spiritual matters. Certain things when we don't know, we have to go to higher grounds. Yeah. And that was the Rebbe. My father took advice from the Rebbe from beginning of this operation, even, from our profession, that even the, in the Hebrew, our Talmud pages, and if you know not, is divided to two. Right. Um... And one one of the reasons it was right is because that was the Rebbe advice how to fit all the commentary and the Rashi and Tosot and the Halacha and all the other stuff, all the other little, little uh, parts that we have in the text. Was said simply divided to two. You know, it, it started from there. Interesting. The relationship went on throughout the years. I, you know, I was privy to some of these meetings. Again, I was very young. Don't have as much recollection, um, but I tell you one one anecdote. And this is when I was about seven or eight, uh, we were, we arrived in New York. It was Friday afternoon. Came for a ufruf with one of my my cousins, and uh, my father told me explicitly that I remember very clearly. I don't want to see the weather right now. Friday afternoon, it was a bit uh, beyond my comprehension, and uh, you know we walked around Crown Heights. Then, of course, my father forgot that he told me this, and we walked by 770 by Eastern Parkway, and me and when we come out, the Rebbe went, came back from the office to go back to his home. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and literally, they stood up on those stairs, leading to 770, and spoke to each other for a long period of time. Right. Just standing there. Right. As a child, it made tremendous imprint and impression on me. Oh, I can imagine. Just the rep taking all that time to speak to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the street. We're about to go can- get by candy. Your father, your father to us knows everything. And as you described, nonetheless, he goes to the Rebbe, to, uh, uh, went to the Rebbe at that point went, to, uh, to went, ask went, advice. Went, went. Very interesting. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, the, ever- yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, there was. I didn't. I wanted to again to just to explain it. It wasn't. It wasn't like he asked every morning. Right. Rabbi, can I wake up? Mm-hmm. No, he asked when. Like you're supposed to ask the rabbi when right. we come when the issues of importance. 
Oh, don't worry. Knowing your knowing your father, he knew when to ask. <laughs> That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. All right, Harav. For many Evan Yisrael, his father of Steinzaltz just celebrated his 80th birthday. If you go to Koren Pub, Koren Publications, KorenPub.com, there are special discounts on the advanced purchase of the entire set of uh, of Shas, uh, which will be complete in 42 volumes before the next Siyam Shas. And um, uh, Harav, Evan Yisrael, what's the best way for people to be in touch with you if they want to support your father's work? I mean, the best, best, best way is to go to steinsoft.org, okay. our website, and over there you have all the information how to support, to work, to do, to see what we do more. And, of course, by uh, getting your hands on those marvelous books by Corinne. Yeah, well, well worth it. Uh, Todaraba, thanks so much for your time. Please send our best, our best birthday wishes to your father. Anytime. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM and the AM at 20 minutes after 8 o'clock on this Wednesday morning. Wow, that was fascinating. Our Rav Meni Evan Yisrael, the son of Rav Steinzaltz. Rav Steinzaltz just celebrated his 80th birthday. Continues to improve health-wise, thank God. And um, if, if you want information about the books, korenpub.com, K-O-R-E-N-P-U-B.com. More coming up. Daniel Finkelman is going to join us, one of the producers of Menashe. I saw the movie yesterday. He'll join us coming up right here at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM, Adir Ayom, it's called, from the Breslov Bar Band here at Jam in the AM. Want to wish a mazel tov to Esther Kayla Hirsch and Mike Barak. Esther Kayla, originally from Teaneck, now Israel. Mike, originally from Florida, now Israel. And Uncle Ruvain and we want to wish a very special mazel tov on their engagement from all of us here at the JM in the AM. We leave on Monday with the Nefesh Benefesh. We do the show, Tuesday show from the plane. No joke, we do Tuesday show from the plane. <laughs> And then we are back here Wednesday morning next week at JM in the AM. Well, many of you have heard of the movie Menasha. I saw it yesterday. Uh, it's described as the following. Deep in the heart of New York's notoriously secretive Hasidic Jewish community, Menasha, a good-hearted but somewhat hapless grocery store clerk, struggles against tradition to keep custody of his only son after his wife passes away. It was released just... Uh, uh, just recently on the 28th of July. It's directed by Joshua Weinstein, and it's produced by a team of producers, including our good friend Daniel Finkelman, who despite his uh, recent Hollywood success, is still willing to speak to us. How do you like that? Danny Finkelman, welcome back. To J- <laughs> well, I, knew, I knew you'd appreciate that. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be back. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Well, I saw it yesterday, and I see what everybody's talking about, and I understand why it's uh, really been playing to some wonderful reviews. I'm sure you guys are thrilled with the way people have reacted to it so far, right? Oh, absolutely. We're overwhelmed completely. (sighs) Who wrote the screenplay? Whose idea was this story? Well, the story is actually Menashe's real-life story. So Menashe Lustig who I met through his brother-in-law, Lipa Schmelzer. Yeah. He grew, he grew up in New Square, where he still resides, and he, his wife passed away. His son was taken away from him and raised by his in-laws. So almost every detail in that story is true. It's almost like a documentary, but played by actors, and he's basically playing himself so you with fi- his name. So you filmed it in Brooklyn... Uh, it's his story from New Square. That aspect of it, the majority of it, obviously, is 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 the true part. Is is true? I mean, I, I, I'm somewhat stunned. I didn't realize that it's a takeoff on an actual uh, on an actual story that happened in a Hasidic community. Um, how do you know that he could act? How do you know that Menasha could 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 take the lead role in something like this? So those who know and heard of Menasha Lustig, he's been coming out with these. Um, I don't even know how to describe them. These parody videos on YouTube that he did on his own. So he definitely has some experience, you know, with um, entertainment. I know in New Square, he was one of the lead actors in their annual Holomoid plays and whatnot. And, um, you know, Josh Weinstein, I have to give him full credit, completely believed in Menasha. As soon as he saw him, and he actually met him on a set of a music video I've done with Lipa and Menashe together. Right. And Josh was there. We were searching for lead character for this Hasidic movie. We had no idea what the story would be yet. And as soon as he saw him, he said, I like this guy a lot. And he was right. And, you know, one thing led to the other. And when we heard the story, we decided to actually make a film about it. Danny Finkelman's with us, one of the producers of Menashe. By the way, before I... Before I get carried away, because i got a million questions to ask you, people want to know till when they can see the movie. you have any idea when it's going to be available until? 
Absolutely. The film is going to be available for the next, I would say, two to three months, and it's coming to more and more theaters. Right now it's at the uh, Angelica in Houston Street, Lincoln Center, BAM uh, in L.A., and Jersey, and I believe two gardens starting this weekend. And then it's coming to more cities, Miami, Chicago, Baltimore, the works. I so saw- definitely growing. I saw it in Angelica, so it could stay there for how many weeks? It could stay there for quite a while? Yep, it's probably going to stay there for quite a while. Wow. And allow me just to drop in that this Thursday after the 8, 10 p.m. show, yeah. there's going to be a Q&A with Menasha and his brother-in-law, Lipa Schmelzer, talking about the connection of Hasidus and movies. That's in Angelica? You there, Daniel? Yes, I'm sorry. That's in Angelica? Where is it? Yeah, at the Angelica... On, uh, in Houston Street, right. on Houston Street. Right. So this Thursday, after the 8, 10 p.m. show, a Q&A with Menasha and Lipa Schmelzer. Three blocks away from Mocha Burger, if somebody wants to have dinner as well. That's right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Daniel Finkelman is with us, one of the producers of Menasha. The cast, I'm curious, and I don't know how much you're willing to tell us, and I certainly don't want to make this into a spoiler alert. I don't want people to tune out because they think we're going to give away too much. But the cast, should I assume the majority of the Yiddish speakers are not familiar generally with the Hasidic community, or that's not the case? Sorry, not familiar with what? With the the Hasidic community. To me, it looked looked like actors who happened to know Yiddish or learned it, not people like Menashe who are from within the community. The only one like that was Rubin Naborski, the kid who plays Menashe's son, who was amazing, great. Josh Weinstein found him. He's one of the few Yiddish families around the world. They're, if I can describe them are, uh, correctly, they're completely secular, non-frum yet, and they reside in Israel. The father is a professor, John Hopkins, actually, and they come quite often here to Baltimore. And yet... They chose to raise their kids talking to them Yiddish only. And, yeah, and when we found that that kid actually has talent, he was just the natural um, pick for this role. Because, unfortunately, as much as we tried and we went around to audition different kids in Borough Park and Muncie, no one, not one parent wanted to take that risk that they're... uh, Hasidic son would be in the movie. Wow, oh. interesting. Yeah. How'd you convince the one who played the Rebbe to do it? How'd you con- if, if, if that's the fact that most of these people are from the Hasidic community, how'd you convince any of them to be in a quote-unquote movie? You know? Right, yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, and we had actors actually coming in and then regretting and then giving us conditions. You know, we had to uh, make sure that a number of obligations are met with the film. Actually, the one that plays the Rebbe, he's great. He's actually uh, a cab driver. Oh, my and gosh. The one who played the Rebbe really acted like a Hasidic Rebbe. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. As Manasseh describes it, he, this Rebbe waited 70 years to play this role, <laughs> and he made his life. <laughs> I love it. Unbelievable. Um uh, there are a couple of names familiar to me. Is, is Yoel Folkowitz the Yaeli Folkowitz that we know from the world of Jewish music? 
Oh, no. Oh, it's a different, it's a different Yoli Folkowitz. I was so excited when I saw the cast and I saw <laughs> a familiar name. Daniel Finkelman's with us. Menasha is the name of the movie. Um, it, you mentioned New Square. It's no secret that not everybody in New Square is happy when stuff like this is made public, even if it's not, you know, I'm not talking about major scandals. I'm talking just about, you know, private life and how things work there. Was there a lot of opposition from the Hasidic community, especially from there? For instance, is Menasha, you know, able to survive there in his community with the release of this movie? So uh, it's a challenging question because, you know, he's still there. And I don't want to cause him more problems than he already is going through. Right. Uh, I will tell you, it's no secret that, um, you know, some of the uh, Hasidic communities oppose anything that has to do with uh, advanced technology. And, but you can't fight it any longer. I mean, as it is, every tree almost very soon is going to be Wi-Fi. And if we don't have proper representation, especially in the entertainment industry, giving our views and our take on Hasidic lifestyle, people are just going to find it elsewhere, find their passion elsewhere. And I truly believe in it. And by the way, the reason why, and I, this is another very interesting point that I'd like to make. According to Angelica, according to A24, our distributors, this is a record-breaking, uh, definitely a record in the making here, because never, ever there's been so many Froom Jews, and I mean Yeshivish from Lakewood and Hasidim from Barapak, who actually are attending movie theater. Right. And we've had Mincha Minyanim, following the screenings right there in the hallway it's a, and yeah it's a different world it's a more open world and people are ready to explore it right and and think about this movie in particular and that's why we feel confident with the Hasidic communities and even with new square it's not throwing trash at right. new square or the Hasidic community it's showing the positive traits of it he's not leaving the fold and he's not portraying the Hasidim as money laundering or other uh, kind of people. Right. He's just a human being trying to you know, survive his um, daily routine. Yeah, but the average American, I would have to think, and again, we don't want to reveal too much here, but the average American, I would have to think, would feel that Menashe was dealt with unfairly by his community. Right? You'd have, you'd have to think, you know, objectively, any American sitting in the theater is going to think that that, that the community is mistreating him. Would you agree with that? I agree with it, but, and, and looking at Menashe, what would another person do? He would, you know, as they say, go off the derech, leave the fold, shave his beard, but no, Menashe stays in the community. Right, by the way, I made, I made that point over dinner last night. I made that point after the movie, that you certainly could have gone in that direction, but you did not, which I thought was great. And that's, for me, the inspiration of the movie. Right. Despite being, being treated unfairly, and yeah, some of them, and people with that situation are treated unfairly, unfortunately, right. in these communities. He still, he has such a strong faith, and faith, you know, he doesn't need anyone. Yeah. He stays and yeah. does his thing. It reminded me of what some people say about democracy. You know, it's the worst system, but it's the best one we got, you know, that type of thing. And, and in, this right. ca- in this case, it was a terrible circumstance, but dealt with in, the, in what they felt was the best way to deal with it. Um, by the way, I noticed the soundtrack. You had a Hupka sock in there. <laughs> you had you had Yitzchak Fuchs's Borough Park. Am I right that it was Fuchs's Borough Park in there? That's right. <laughs> and there was and a Barry Weber Helfen showing. Right. That's, and, there is... and of course, Busha were uh, a lead on the trailer. 
Correct. Yeah, very interesting. You got a lot of good material in there. A lot of people upset about the ending or not? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. You're talking about the Mikva scene? I would say, yeah, and again, we don't want to reveal too much, but I would say right. that, that this very much went the artsy, cinematic, indie way of not really finishing the movie. That you really expected us in our minds to finish the movie. I want to know if people were upset that that's how it ended. People actually loved it. I mean, this is the point where people actually feel that punch in their gut by that ending. And, right. and I'm not revealing anything, but I'll just right. say the beginning and the ending are the same. Right. And they tell the story. You're on the street in Brooklyn. You see so many people walking beside you. Who knows what story does a specific person have walking right in front of you? That Hasidic guy there. And you saw in the beginning without the hat, and then you see him differently. Right. You know, um, he, he's purified. He's better. And we had a peek into a few days in his life. Very interesting. Uh, were people upset in Borough Park as you were filming? Did that disrupt a lot Absolutely of life? Absolutely not. No? You know, we, we actually, it's funny because Josh Weinstein at first was very uh, concerned about opposition during the filming, and I suggested he... He makes us, he should make a sign, and we had that for the first few days until we see it, it's okay. And on that sign, we just wrote in big letters, Kiddush Hashem. So if wow. anyone asks, I told them, just put the sign up and tell them it's a Kiddush Hashem, and then they'll, uh, they'll be okay with it. And it is. It's a Kiddush Hashem. I'm curious what months of the year it was filmed in Borough Park. I was trying to get a perspective on uh, whether it was winter or summer. We actually filmed it. Um, not back to back over the course of two years. Wow. So you know, a little bit here, there, spring, wow. summer, a little bit of the winter. Movies yeah. are movies are big projects, huh? Oh yeah. What was the total yeah. budget on this movie? That I cannot reveal, unfortunately. But is it on the high end, or we'd be shocked at how low it was? I mean, you know, it it is an indie after all. Right. So you know, it's a different budget for an indie than a regular uh, periodic film in Hollywood. Yeah, I got that. Uh, you have a lot of executive producers and co-producers on this project. How many of them were completely stunned uh, when our community was revealed to them? The, the one executive producer who came on board together with his daughter, I was shocked that he actually came in on board. Uh, you know, I would say he's one of the only Gentiles on this project. And yet he loved it so much and still is really Shepi Nachas. His name is Chris Columbus. He is the director of Home Alone 1, 2, Mrs. Doubtfire, Harry Potter 1 and 2. A big, big name in Hollywood. Oh, so Eleanor is his daughter? Eleanor is his daughter, right. Who herself is an actress on Harry right. Potter and all the Harry Potter movies. Correct. And the fact that he just came in randomly and picked this, our little indie, to be his movie... You know, he takes the movie every every couple of years. Was quite, you know, um, overwhelming, and um, he loves it. We're uh, we're in touch, and uh, he keeps on bragging about this movie everywhere. What was the premiere screening like? Big celebration. The pre the actual premiere was at the uh, Sundance Film Festival, and that's actually when, you know, Menashe, who never watched a movie, obviously. Growing up in New Square, he never went to a movie theater in his life. That's when he watched a movie for the first time on the big screen, his own movie. And I remember sitting next to him, and he was in tears. 
you know, imagine that experience, your first movie, and you're seeing yourself on screen. He never saw the edited version. He just saw himself, you know, he remembers being shot here, shot here over the course of two years, and now he sees the entire result right there in front of him. So that was quite uh, an experience. Wow, unbelievable. How's he doing in real life, by the way? Is life continuing for him? Um, I'll just I'll just say openly over here um, that he's looking for a shidduch. And uh-huh. if anyone... Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. I, I, was cu- I was curious if he's married or not So at this point. So he is looking for a, a second wife. Yeah, he's looking for a second wife. And if anyone has any ideas, feel free. <laughs> and he's got quite a resume now, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah, big star. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know, in his community, it might actually it might actually be a detriment. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not sure myself at this point. Uh, very interesting. Well, I, I Daniel, I really appreciate it. Very, very interesting. It's called Menasha, everybody. It's at the Angelica here on Houston Street. It's at a million other places. You could look online, and uh, I think you will find it fascinating. Uh, it certainly led to a lot of discussion once the movie was complete last night. I can tell you that much. Oh, and and yeah, and, you, and you and you said that he himself and Lipa both appear Thursday night, meaning tomorrow night after the eight ten showing on Houston Street. Yeah, and I believe together with Josh Weinstein, well, the director, the director will be there as well. And is Lipa? They've done this already at least once, right? They've done this Q and A Q&A at least once, right? Yeah, yeah, they've done it. And yeah. uh, is Lipa because we know how critical he can be of his hometown, so to speak? Is he? Um, is he, how do I put it, is he level-headed about the entire thing? Oh, he couldn't be happier. He actually came uh, about a week ago together with his wife, which is a national sister, and his kids, the screening at Angelica. Lipa's married to Menashe's sister. You there, Daniel? Yes, I'm here. Lipa's married to Menashe's sister. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wow. You could have fit. Yeah. You could have fit Lipa into the movie at some point, huh? We actually wanted to, but um, he was busy with his studies in Colombia, and we didn't want to disturb him. So next time, I guess. Wow. You think there'll be a next time? Will there be more movies like this about our community coming out? Oh, absolutely! I can tell you that I'm already working on another uh, project similar to this. I think we kind of opened the entire market here for making films about our culture that would inspire others as well. Wow, very cool. All right, you know what I ask. Uh, you know, next time you have a, a, a scene with Menasha in the car, make sure he's listening to Jam and the Am. That's all I ask. Okay, absolutely <laughs> nothing. You got it. Daniel, <laughs> always a pleasure. Mazal tov to you and the entire Thanks. team. We really, we found it really so intriguing, much. and I'm going to convince my listeners to get out there and at least see it and to react to it. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All the best. film is called Menasha, everybody. Daniel Finkelman, uh, one of the uh, producers of the um, of the movie, and yeah, it's definitely definitely a great discussion starter. That's for sure. Whether you love it, don't love it, whatever the case may be, and there's plenty to love and a lot of stuff to to ponder. Um, it's a great conversation starter, and the ending will also lead to tremendous conversation. Wednesday morning broadcast. Oh, do we have that Yitzchak Fuchs song, by the way? I don't know, I don't know if I have it in here. <laughs> Let me see if I have it in here. Um, Yitzchak Fuchs, yeah, I do have it. Yitzchak Fuchs has a song called Borough Park. It made it into the, uh, it made it into the movie. Here it is at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Borough Park. Yitzchak Fuchs with a song. If you pay careful attention while watching the movie Menashe, you will hear that song. There were a couple others. Hupkazak is in there, and there was another one I wanted to mention to uh, Daniel Finkelman. I forgot which one it was that I caught on the uh, soundtrack. Anyway, I thank him for joining us. Uh, JM Nam at three minutes before 9 o'clock. A bite-sized encore presentation with Yoni Pollock coming up next between 9 and 10. Live lunch will be on at uh, between 9 and 11. Live lunch with Avrami between 11 and 1 o'clock. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. A lot of great comments this morning, and it's very welcome and appreciated. Thank you very much. Don't forget the Brooklyn Cyclones Jewish Heritage Night on the 24th of August. Get your tickets. Go to brooklyncyclones.com. Get your tickets for Jewish Heritage Night, 24th of August. I want to thank the Inbal Hotel. Inbal Hotel has their big Thanksgiving special going on from November the 19th through the 26th. If you're heading to Israel to visit your gap year children, uh, Inbal is a great choice. you got the free daily breakfast, free Wi-Fi, free parking, free fitness club, free pool. Uh, plus, uh, if you register for the Thanksgiving week, the 19th through the 26th, free Thanksgiving dinner with live music. How do you like that? Check out the Inbal Hotel online and get your reservations in ASAP. Achim Israel and Achim Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Wednesday for us here at JM in the AM. Plenty more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. And, of course, plenty all day long on our network. Make sure to keep it right here at NSN. Have a fabulous, don't tell me, Wednesday. <laughs> Till tomorrow, NachumSiegel reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.